0: to sign up today to get 20% off of your first order. Now, let's start the show. Hello, and welcome back to the 6 a.m. Run podcast. As you know, I'm your host, Mark Paisant. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I'm going to let you know right now, I'm going to get as much out of this show as you are. I'm learning in real time. I love these shows because it gives me a different perspective and it gives me some other nutritional options and choices. So before we get started with our great guest, as always, this show is brought to you by 6amrun and 6amrun.com. Head over to that website to sign up. To get 20% off of your first order and get some really cool gear. Introduce yourself to Hami, the co-founder, great guy. He does respond to you. And I do too, if you ever want to email me or tweet at me or text me, or I don't, I don't anything email, I don't know. But uh, so let's go ahead and get started. We have Scott Burgett, that is B-U-R-G-E-T-T, on the show. And he is the founder of Evolution Vegan Academy. And please don't stop listening now. I know you heard vegan and you may be thinking some things, but that's why we have Scott here. Scott, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself to the audience?
1: Absolutely. Mark, thanks for having me on. My name is Scott Burgett, founder of Evolution Vegan Academy. Uh, We're an online coaching program that helps vegans lose up to 20 pounds in their first four months without feeling like they're on a diet. I am super stoked to be here. Um, for those of you listening, and thanks for taking the time to listen. Uh, I can make you this promise, I'm not that vegan who's gonna make you feel bad about eating meat. I'm not gonna go after, like I'm not that type of person. I'll be honest, I was, but I'm not that type of person anymore, so I'm here to uh, just give you a new perspective and hang out and, uh, and chat fitness and nutrition.
0: And, and I, I appreciate that, and I promise I won't be that carnivore that asks, <laughs> asks what's wrong with you, why are you taking, all the good stuff out of the cereal that's so good but but let's uh, I digress so first question like I'm going to jump into this we have a lot of fitness professionals a lot of runners listening to this show
1: can runners be vegan absolutely Uh, in fact I would strongly argue that endurance athletes in general uh, have a advantageous position when eating uh, vegan or eating a plant-based diet um, just considering the, you know, the body's preferred source of energy running on carbs and a vegan diet, plant-based diet is primarily a carbohydrate diet. Um, and I just, I personally know a lot of people in um, kind of the vegan space doing triathlons, Ironmans, um, the, the hundred mile races, forgive me um, for the actual name of them, but a lot of those big endurance um, races that are seeing a lot of success in them.
0: That's good to hear. And I know we hear, I think uh, uh, the running back for the Texas Arian Foster was one of the first people to come out and actually embrace the vegan diet. And, and he was a beast. Like he was an absolute beast. So mm-hmm. um, we, we know it can work. So let's go back. Like what made you think about veganism? What made you say, Hey, this is something I want to try. Was it a, a gradual transition or was it something that just popped in your head one day and say, let me try this?
1: Great question. Um, I'd probably say a combination of everything that you just shared there. My first exposure to uh, really just plant-based eating in general, and you'll hear me use the term plant-based eating, vegan diet, veganism in this context. Typically, when we're talking about food, we typically say plant-based diet, and then when we talk uh, vegan or veganism, it's more the greater like a lifestyle component. So, just for your listeners to kind of um, help clear that up a little bit. But 2014 is when I first got exposed to plant-based eating, I, I can't remember what documentary it was, but I had watched something on Netflix, kind of like, was like, oh, you know, an alternative, like a new way to look at food. Cool. But I'm going to still do my thing. Uh, at the time I was working for the Seattle Mariners baseball team as a performance coach for um, some of the younger players. And, you know, just that culture in general, like if I would have went in there as a vegan or somebody ate plant-based, would have just got laughed out of the building. So, um, you know, it, it is what it is, but had a great time there, moved on. Fast forward now to 2016, two years later, uh, and that's when Netflix really started to boom with like any documentary. That's when I was like, oh, Netflix is kind of like a documentary spot. Mm -hmm. I was getting fed with the algorithm, all these nutritional videos, plant-based eating, um, you know, food, what food is in your plate, how is it being processed, et cetera, et cetera. And I really started getting into it. And I'm a background in exercise science. That was my major in uh, university. And so it intrigued me and I was like, okay, this makes sense. So I started to explore it more, read books, watch YouTube videos, you know, uh, follow people on Instagram. And I really started to take to that. Uh, So towards the end of 2016 is kind of when I started more of a, I was like, okay, I'm going to just like give this a real shot of like, let's, let's see where this goes. It was kind of very open. Like there was no, like vegan wasn't even my mindset. It was like, I'm just going to be plant-based. And so I started eating more that way. And I was, uh, I was working for frost bank which is a kind of like the unofficial state bank of texas here in in texas and um, i was working in their wellness department and so for for lunch um, i would bring these mason jar salads so you can imagine like a uh, mason jar and then there was different layers of like the lettuce and then the tomatoes and then the meat and so i started off like chicken was my protein And, you know, with vegan eating, like the first thing I learned about as protein, which we can go into this differently later if you want, but beans. And so I swapped out beans for my chicken and that was like one of five meals. And so it was one to four ratio. And then gradually over time, I continued switching more and more to Then I was eating all plant-based for lunch. Then I was having more plant-based breakfasts and dinners. And that started to, I, I started to really enjoy how I felt. But the, the, the really the catapult of my like decision to go vegan, um, was, in, I can't remember the day, but it was in January 2017, so you know, just past Christmas time, and I was watching the Netflix documentary, Cowspiracy, and um, it was a scene that came on that showed the fate of baby male chickens in processing plants, and I'll spare the details here, um, but it's not pretty, as you can imagine, and there, and I remember vividly, I was washing the dishes, my wife and I just got done eating, and I paused uh, the the show and... Tears are going down my face. Tears are going down her face, just what we saw. And I was like, we're done. And I like kind of moved my hands in in an X position. And she kind of looked over and like nodded. And I was like, we just, we can't contribute to this anymore. And that's when I made the connection to just like a greater purpose of myself. And so that night um, I went in my fridge and my freezer, my pantry, you know, grabbed all the the products that had animal products in it. Um, Hindsight, I definitely should have donated the food, but I was in my moment, right? And so I just trash bagged it took it out to the dumpster and literally like from that day just started fresh the next day. And I was like, all right, like I'm vegan, here we go. And I've just kind of slowly built on that ever since. So what it sounds like is that
0: there's the, of course the health proponent to it, but also your, um, just wanting to, to be a, just give back to society and not be a part of, of that process. So I or, or part of that program. And I definitely mm-hmm. understand and commend you for that. Um, I, I do have to ask the question, and I think, I think a lot of people ask this question because they don't, because um, let's go ahead and say I, I'm, I'm a nutritionist and, and I know that fat plays an important part of people's health. Like where, where do you mm-hmm. get your good fat from?
1: Definitely. Um, great question there. 100% agree. Uh, we see that a lot in particular with our female clients that go through our program that fat in particular um, is very important for helping regulating good hormonal health. Um, but my primary fat sources, uh, my favorite primary is definitely avocado. That's my go-to. Um, uh, nuts are another great source of fat. Different, varied nuts. Uh, you know, almonds, uh, cashews, Brazil nuts, which kind of a little component have this, the mineral selenium, selenium in them. Um, nut butters, to a certain extent, I don't really go. I, I used to be pretty heavy on those, but I've kind of moved away. But nut butters, to a certain extent, um, I do use oil sometimes um, in my food. Uh, olives, so a lot of uh, really whole sources, and there's uh, fat in tofu as well. So I get, I eat tofu. Um, so I would say off the top, um, those amongst th- I do uh, enjoy some cacao as well. It has a little bit of fat in it. So I'd probably say those are my uh, my primary sources. So what's your? Uh, and I don't, I don't, I know I have a smile on my
0: face, but what's your what's your cheat day like? I and mean, what, is, what is a vegan <laughs> cheat day like? Do you have one? I mean, what what do you? I mean I'm sure I apologize. I'm sure there's like vegan ice cream and things that you can can
1: eat, but like what's what's a cheap meal for you? Good question. Um so I've I used to do cheap meals, so my used to che- and I kind of do more now, i just I eat a little bit more like I eat what I want. I just kinda of manage how much I eat of it. Um but my big thing is, man, I am a sucker for some good chocolate chip cookies, like some mm-hmm. really good, nice yes. and soft ones. Yes. My mom made them growing up. Like it just, it reminds me of home. It, like it makes me feel comforted, you know, that all that um, stuff. So I would say like my, if you're going to meal, man, I'm a sweets guy by heart. I love dessert. Like, you know, usually uh, I, I fit some uh, dessert every night, you know, in, in my calories, uh, you know, hanging out kind of like end of the day. And so chocolate chip cookies are my go-to like. I do got to be careful with them because I can smash them really, really easy. Oh yes, yes. So like, those are definitely the (laughs) go-to. Like it's like way too easy. But I probably see like I'm more of a sweets guy. So like, if I get an opportunity to like crush some sweets, I'm in for it. Versus like some people will kind of go out and have their meal. Not too big on pizza. Um, You know, I like it, I enjoy it, but it's it's kind of like yeah, it's pizza. I I enjoy it. Um, Good burger and fries. Uh, you know, it is pretty solid too. There's a place here in Austin that has uh, like a homemade vegan burger. It's not like the Beyond Burger or something like that, but it's like a homemade one, like, you know, super fried and like the fries are super fried, like it's mm-hmm. delicious. Um, but I, I got to be careful because no matter how much I like it in the moment after I eat it, it's just like, oh, why did yes. I do that? <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: And I, and I was going to bring up the fact that you're vegan living in one of the biggest steak Uh, uh, (laughs) but you are in austin or close to austin so that makes sense like i'm sure the vegan scene there is probably great austin's one of the the best cities in the south or in the nation especially for for good food and the diversity of foods too so i love Mm -hmm. that about austin so the next question um in in i i want to be i don't want to be delicate i'm just going to ask you like what People have this sense, when I say people, some people, me included sometimes, have this sense mm-hmm. of that elitism in vegans, have a sense in that you, listen, I'm better than you. I know what I'm doing. Like, wh- how could you do that? Why is that a bad thing? And, and what can vegans learn mm-hmm. or people who want to get into that that nutrition space and that mentor space? that can possibly have people at least look because right now I know a lot of vegans kind of turn people off to it. And, and, you know, you being in the space, like what do vegans get wrong about, uh, that lifestyle?
1: Thank you for asking this question. I think this is a very underutilized question topic in the vegan space. Cause like, you're right. Like it is that way. The perception is that way. Being a vegan, I'm very aware of that perception. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to speak now to both, you know, some of your vegan Mm plant-based listeners and your non-vegan listeners, like it's going to take a while to get that narrative to change. Mm -hmm. So if you're not vegan, please be patient with us. Like, cause I'm all for changing that narrative, Uh, you know, so I'm asking for a little patience here, but like on the flip side of that, I... You know some vulnerability here. I used to be that vegan. I used to be the vegan who thought I was better than people, and that because I wasn't eating meat and I was doing good for the environment and my health, and I was helping people. And this and this and this. Like I did, I I felt that way, and I am not proud of it. But it has been a, it's been part of my journey that's helped me change the narrative around that. So like, yes, part of me wishes I never went down that path, but also like it's helped me become a better uh, spokesperson for you know the vegan lifestyle. And so the reason I think why is because. I'm taking myself now back to like the 2017 when i went vegan like that first year couple years i mean you just feel so when you connect in particular to the animals because that's what like you said it was health but it was also like the animal connection when you connect to that it there's a very emotionally charged component with that connection and sometimes it is very hard to step out of your own head and remember how other people are viewing it because you're just like how the F Mm -hmm. am I, you know, contribute there's so much wrong in the world. We've got to change this. And like, it it feels like this huge, like, like it's new, it's fun and exciting and people get get very passionate. And I think, I think some of the, not all of it, but some of the elitism, like feelings that people perceive come from that sense of passion. But that passion is just, um, misdirected or like, Mm -hmm. uh, miscommunicated to other people on the flip side of that. Like, you can be a vegan and just be like a normal person. Like I've kind of come to the times where like, I'm just like, I'm vegan. You know, yeah. Like if you want to hear about it, I'll talk to you about it. But I'm, I'm not going to be the one who goes and does the activism. I tried that before. I've tried that. And I stood in front of the uh, the Alamo in San Antonio, Texas, because that's where I lived before. I live in Austin now. Uh, and I was, if you know, if anybody here has ever seen those um, uh, those protests where they put on like the faceless mask and they hold the screens of the videos of the the brutality, I did that. And I watched and I was very observant of the feedback that I got and I was like, God damn, that was tough. You know, like you get everything under the sun. And I was just like, I want to help this, but this isn't for me. And I don't, I think it's for some people, but it wasn't for me. So I pivoted in a way, my thought process was like, okay, it's still important to me. I still would like to spread this message, but how can I do it to meet the majority of people where they're at? So I started kind of thinking, I was like, well, people are very visual creatures. They want to look good. They want to feel good. You know, your runners they want to perform well so how can i meet them in a different spot so i started going down the path that i'm just gonna look the part and i'm gonna be the example of like wow that guy's like i wanted my whole mo was like wow that guy's vegan like you can do that being a vegan okay i may open up my mind about that and if i can get somebody to get to there then that, that initial walls down so we can have like a, an adult conversation and like, you know, kind of bounce things off of each other. But if I go in with like, you're an animal killer and spraying butter, you know, red paint all over the place and like judging that person, they're going to shut down and, you know, fall back into that, man, he's an elitist, what an asshole. Mm-hmm. So I just decided to change that narrative. And I think, and my mission with an EVA, my, my coaching program is to help build vegan leaders for this generation and the next, so that they come across in a way that's like, huh. Wow. Okay. That's vegan. That's, uh, I might want to check that out because the more people get interested in that. And even if all those people like, you know, if 10 million people just ate uh, one plant-based meal throughout the week and they sub that out. I mean, that's 10 million meals a week. That's a huge impact. So that's more what I'm, I'm uh, kind of fighting
0: for now. And I think that I think that is amazing. I think that's awesome. And everybody, please, we'll, we'll have a link to his website. Go just go to the first page and ask yourself, does this look like the vegan you're used to? Like the guy is ripped, he's shredded, looks great. You've done a great job, man. Um, I, I definitely want to commend you on that. So let's talk about your academy, and let's talk about what people can expect. And I kind of want you to talk about like what's what are kind of the the things that that are the the blockers in the way when people join your academy because you say with you know, your help and your guidance and, and your team's guidance, people can lose, you know, 20 pounds and, and people can get in better shape. They can feel better, but talk about your academy and what it offers.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Thanks for uh, allowing me that too. So, uh, what's different about our academy than every other coaching program? Cause I'm sure, you know, there's some, oh gosh, another coach in here. Talk about his program. Yeah. you know I get it. Like I heard it all. It's cool. Like, you know, I'm here for it. Like I want to address that. And the difference between ours, And most of the other programs that I see out of there is they don't address the person as a whole. They address the symptoms. I'm overweight and I lack consistency. So what do they do? They give them a nutrition plan to eat better and then they give them a fitness plan to work out more. They probably suggest to them to walk. They, they hold them accountable by saying, did you do this last week? Okay, here's your new goals for this week. We fill in the missing gap, which is, uh, that the third M of my M3 fit system, which is mindset. Movement and metabolism. Metabolism has to do with the nutrition. Most programs have that component of that. Movement, workouts, walking, some sort of cardio, like most programs have that. But what most programs don't have or don't fully understand is how to teach people how to think and believe different things. Because the only difference between a fit person and an overweight person is they just think differently. They still make the same mistakes. They still have days where they overeat. They still have days where they don't want to go to the gym. But the fit person minimizes the time between that decision and then when they get back on track. The overweight person lengthens that time out. It may be three weeks before that person gets back on track, but the fit person gets back on track in a day or two. And so we teach people how to think that way to essentially help them build the habits and the routines necessary to really transform because we're not a weight loss program. We're a transformation program. We help uh, people become a new person. Like, For example, uh, one of the clients that had graduated who had worked with us for Upwards of two and a half years um, at that point. His name was Darren. He came in, um, background vegan. He had been in programs before. He actually just got done uh, losing 40 pounds, then gaining back 50. So you, as you can imagine, like his confidence was shot. He was like, God, I had it in my hands. And I let it all go. And he was just like, I can't get around this. Um, you know, I, I, when I when I, when I I drink, I want to eat more. And when I eat more, I want to eat more. And when I want to eat more, I want to eat more and more. And it just builds up over time. And so we brought him in. And he was expecting, you know, all right, what's my workout plan? He's like, where's my meal plan? Where's this, where's that? I'm like, hey, we'll get to that. Like, we got some other work to do. And so we took him through our M3 process, heavily focusing on mindset right out of the gate because we folk, we believe in starting strong. When you start something new, the first three days are the most important to get on it because that will set the tone for the future. So we took him through the process. He graduated my first phase program and then went through my second phase program twice. And uh, I'm really proud to say that he ended up losing uh, 90 pounds with us and has kept it off since this day. I follow him on social media still. And it's because we helped him become a new person. We helped him think differently and implement the right systems in his life so that fitness feels easy again. Like We don't just want to help people get fit, but we want to help them stay fit for life.
0: I love that. And, and I, I hope Darren hears this and, and knows that, you know, not only has he, you know, uh, become the best version of himself, he's, he's motivating others to do the same and he's their inspiration. I hope he understands that. And you bring up a great point, you know, and, and we could be talking about plant-based eating. We, we talk about, you know, keto, whatever. But when you talk about getting someone to become fit and becoming the best version of themselves it doesn't matter what you eat you have to start with that mindset that's such a huge part of it cuz those yo-yo diets and the weight up and down and gaining 4 uh, losing 40 gaining 50 losing 20 gaining 10 like that that's more detrimental to your heart than just having the weight and i think people don't understand that and and that that part of it is so it's so important that, that we need to really, as, as fitness professionals, who that's something that, that we have to, to do better at, regardless of what food you're going to put in your body. So, <laughs> yeah. um, and, and what was that you kind of talk about before about why, where your head was at when you decided to, to trash all the meat based stuff and, but you know, mm-hmm. do the, you know, go to the, the rallies and things like that, but you kind of evened out, like, how do you keep your mind right? Because I know there are days when when you're tired, when you're like, "Oh, I got back to back to backs today," and and I I, I would love to just stay in bed. And and but how do you take care of yourself? Because you have a lot of people depending on you.
1: Mm-hmm. I appreciate you asking that question. Uh, prioritizing myself, minus my wife. And my son prioritizing myself is the next most important thing, because if I'm not energized, then I can't serve the people that I can at my highest level. And who am I to say, yeah, you could be your highest self if I'm not living that myself. And the way that I prioritize that is I'm a very, I'm a type A, like I live by my calendar. Rephrase that. I don't live by my calendar, but it is a very important piece. Like uh, on my normal weeks, uh, you know, it's like, all right, what's next? What's next? What's next? Because that helps me be the best version and help other people. Like I don't associate that. Some people like to associate that as like, Oh my gosh, you're living by your calendar. You're so structured and routine. It's like, well, I am because I can do a lot of things with that. Like I can, you know, I, this is my second podcast of the day. Like I, you know, I have multiple meetings. I, I hit my workout earlier. I'm going to hit my couch. Cal- like I like to do all that because it, it, at the end of the day, like it makes me feel good and it makes me feel like I'm in contribution. So there are a couple of things that I would say that I've identified, like just working on myself these last couple of years of, of, what we teach in eva is um more about the pareto principle so we teach our students the 20 percent of actions that lead to 80 percent of the results because i found that like man i don't need to focus on everything i just need to focus on a couple of things and those are the first dominoes to start falling and everybody else everything else kind of falls underneath so my first domino is my morning routine so just like starting my morning Um, I have a little bit more of an elongated routine and I have a small routine. So I do some sort of routine in the morning to prepare myself for the day. Like, all right, it's another day, another opportunity. Like, let's go. It gets my mind right. And amongst that, uh, my second goal, which or my second kind of domino actually happens the night before or like later at night is going to bed at or around the same time every single night. For me, sleep is like, if I'm tired, man, like this interview would be way different. Like, but I'm super energized today. I got a great night's sleep. And that, that sleep is that first domino for me. If I get good sleep, I use a a, a tracker here, it's called the WHOOP. So it tracks mm-hmm. my sleep and my wellness, kind of gives me a score, lets me know how I'm improving or, or uh, digressing. And if I see that I slept good and I see my stats are good, I'm like, all right, like I feel rested, like I'm good to go. Like I just naturally feel it. I've identified, oh wow. If I go to the bed at, at night at every same time, I'm gonna feel good the next day. So that plus hitting my nutrition. so wherever my calories are at for the day, for the week, for whatever phase I'm in. If I hit those two things, everything else falls into place. I show up with energy at work. I show up for my family. I'm a better uh, dad for my son. I'm a better partner for my wife. I'm a better coach for my clients. And like kind of going back to like, I think the theme is even as I'm talking more about this, like it just makes me feel really good and I get energized off of feeling really good because... I just like, I'm just a, a better person and, and people deserve that because I'm, I'm at, you know, I'm working with people at a high level. I'm asking them to do things. I would never ask anybody to do something that I wasn't willing to do. And so I continuously show up for myself, face my fears, not all the time, right? There's sometimes where I don't, but like most of the time and just like find a way forward because I know that can turn into a lesson that I could help somebody else achieve. I love so many things about that because you and I are, are very similar in the fact that
0: prioritizing ourselves is is, is makes us better for the individuals that, that care about us and that we care about. And um, the 80-20 rule is so true. It's so true. And it's not really the people that do the less than 80. It's the people that go above the 80 that you have to worry about. The people that try to strive for 100% of the time, 100% of the time, like that leads to burnout, leads to stress. That's what leads to the, the, the overeating, the drinking, the, the not getting enough sleep. And, and if, if you get anything, got anything from this show, other than, you know, the facts on, on uh, our tips on being plant-based, like 80, 20 is such a great rule to live by. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I really feel if I can be my best self, eighty percent of the time, I'm way ahead of the curve. I'm way ahead right? of the curve. That's that's I mean if I if twenty percent I'm kind of, you know, going to the motions and kind I can forgive that twenty percent and I can learn from that. That's my learn that's my opportunity to learn. So mm-hmm. I, I love that part of you. And the thing you mentioned, of course, sleep and the thing the the food that you put in your body, but is, is the energy. And that is a thing that a lot of people are scared about when it comes to going plant-based. They think I'm going to be lethargic. I'm not going to have the energy. I, you know, I'm going to be tired all the time. Um, kind of talk about, especially those first few weeks where you went to plant-based and what was your energy like? Did your body have to get acclimated to it? Was it a quick switch? I know ketones play a lot of it when it comes to the foods and and how when we eat and how we eat. But kind of talk about your energy level when you first started this process.
1: Definitely. Uh, when I first started this process, uh, I kind of went dip and then I came back up. So mm-hmm. everything dipped, energy included. Um, the For the first time ever in my life, I was called skinny. And like, I, I just, it was weird because I'm like, I've never, I've literally, you know, that, and that was when, that was uh, what, six years ago. So I was like 27-ish mm-hmm. or so. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've never been called skinny in my life. I've always been the bigger kid. And, you know, I kind of looked in the mirror. I was like, oh, yeah, wow. You know, I have a lot. Because I just – I wasn't eating enough. I was eating – I wasn't eating enough. And then I wasn't eating – the right types of foods in the right quantities, right? It was like right when I first started, I kind of figured it out, you know, now I've kind of mastered it, but it was the energy dip and then kind of like the, even you know, I did lose some body fat, but I also lost some lean mass too. Mm -hmm. Um, And after I kind of figured it out and realized like, oh, you know, which is kind of what people know me for on IG, like I really talk about uh, the protein piece and not like meat versus animal protein, but like what vegans should be eating at proteins, what in the vegan world we're doing. And once I figured that equation out, That's when everything started to skyrocket. I started to kind of like find my groove. I'm like, all right, what types of foods do I need to eat during the day? I've kind of found my eating pattern that helps me feel better. And so right at the beginning, I dipped down. It took a couple of months. Like my energy was down, lean mass was down. But as I started to kind of like, you know, open those doors and unlock those doors, like, oh, okay, You you experiment for a little bit. You kind of figure it out. And that's literally how I built the program. It was just like two years of trial and error of failing and sucking myself to then like, oh, this is what it takes. And I, you know, I really built the foundations of EVA off of, you know, my failures and to really get it to the point to where I'm at now.
0: And I think, and thank you. Thank you for saying that, because I think a lot of people, they, they have that dip in energy and they immediately think, okay, well, I tried it. I I gave it, you know, a week, I gave it a month and I just, Mm -hmm. I can't keep my eyes open. Like I can't, my runs have been cut in half. Like I just don't have it anymore. And Basically they just haven't found their one, their body hasn't got acclimated to to it yet. And two, they haven't found that right energy source yet that they need to find. Cause I and I, I didn't want to bring this up, but I, I think it's so funny. <laughs> one of my buddies went vegan and he was like, you know you can eat corn chips when you're vegan. I was like, I wouldn't lead with that. Like I wouldn't that's not the thing I'd lead with. Like I don't like I don't eat corn chips now. Like yeah. so I mean <laughs> I don't know why you decided that was the thing like you were going to go with, but um, because I can't even imagine like just getting your in, like, are you eating corn chips all day and you call yourself vegan? Because there is that. And there was a, I think there was a podcast called the fat vegan, which is a great and terrible name at the same time. But (laughs) but there, there are unhealthy vegans out there. I mean, people, Mm -hmm. I mean, they can, it can be done. I I don't want to say wrong. I don't want to say that's not the right word, but ineffectively. It can be done ineffectively. So, you know, I I would love your take on what do you tell the person who might not be in your academy, might not be in a coaching program, might not have a mentor, but they find themselves getting less healthy when they become plant-based. Like what do you, how do you approach that person?
1: I love it. Um, for any of those interested, I'm, I'm literally about to come out with a free lead magnet on a step-by-step system on how to meal prep 10 meals in less than 90 minutes uh, vegan. So if you're interested in that, it's kind of going to be something I'm going to share right here. I, I'm going to build that. and can send it to you for free. Um, so hopefully at the end of the show, I can share my socials and get sure. you a copy of yep. that. But it really comes – like, by the way, the the, the junk food part and the vegan world, it's like we call them junk food vegans. Okay. Um, I've worked That's with a, new, a lot I'm of learning. those.
0: I'm learning. I'm, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: And it's because – You know, corn chips, right? Corn chips and cereal and Oreo. Like Oreos is kind of like the big thing. Like, oh, Oreos are vegan. Uh, Anyway, I digress. But with that, somebody outside of that, just some general advice. How I teach people um, to build their plates is through a uh, what's called, I call it a vegan fit meal. So if you can imagine like, and I'm drawing right here right now. I know we're on audio, but drawing a circle like a plate and you draw a line down half of the plate. So it cuts it in half and then you quarter one of the sides you draw a line horizontally so now you have like basically 50% of the plate and then the other 50% is half the line so you got 25 and 25 50% the big piece should be and this is more for weight loss it could change a little bit for running and performance 50% just generally speaking non-starchy carbohydrates so we're talking like what we think of veggies right all the colors um yeah. greens oranges purples mm-hmm. etc one of the 25%ers is protein, so 25% protein, and then 25, the other 25 is our starchy carbs. So potatoes, rice, um, beans to a certain extent, pasta, breads, things like those. So you got 50 non-starchy, 25 protein, 25 um, starchy carbs, and then optional fat, because like I said, tofu is pretty heavy in fat, so you may vary that, but if you include like a lean protein source like seitan, you could add some avocado, olives, nuts, etc. cetera. That plate in general is a very good macro breakdown of what you should be eating. Now, if you're more of a performance vegan, like on the running side, I know a lot of your listeners, maybe that 50 becomes the starchy carbohydrates and the 25 becomes the non-starchy because we want to focus on high energy foods. You're you're, you're burning a lot of calories. You're moving a lot. Uh, Not to mention vegetable foods are very high in fiber and sometimes that can work against performance. Sometimes you talk about the low energy that can work against that as well. So, I would say if you're going to go for that, 25% protein, 25% starchy carb, 50% non-starchy carb, and then add a fat source onto that. And at a very basic level, uh, that's where somebody could start and then customize it based on whether they're a runner or a lifter or if they're just sedentary.
0: Yeah. And I and I love. I think that's a great. I think a great place to start. It's very. It's very basic, easy to follow, basic. I, I think it's a great place to start. Uh, the question and this. I'll be honest with you, This is a personal question for me. I hope somebody else probably has it. But like, supplementing, like when we talk about vitamins and minerals, and and there's so many. We could list all the vitamins that people are deficient in, in America, North America specifically that, you know, vitamin D, vitamin B, all the vitamins, the minerals, potassiums, all that stuff. Magnesium is a huge one that people are deficient in. Fiber is a huge one. But should someone who starts in this program, do they need to supplement on top of eating the plant-based diet? Uh,
1: Yes, whether they come in EVA or they're just going vegan or plant-based. There is definitely one supplement for sure, like no questions asked, this isn't coming from me, this is coming from the medical professionals, um, in particular uh, vitamin B12. So because vitamin B12 is primarily found in the soil, and typically that soil ends up in animal feed, so the animals eat it, so the majority of um, the people on earth get their B12 from animals because animals eat the B12 and the people eat the animals. If you don't eat animals like vegans, then you do need a supplement with that because a lack of vitamin B12 can lead to severe um, nerve damage. I don't know that the super extent right in the medical profession there, but you do not want to mess with that. So vitamin B12 for sure, no questions asked. Then you look on top of that, the supplements that I personally take. So I do take vitamin B12 just once a week. Um, I take a vitamin D. Because just generally speaking, regardless whether you eat meat or um, not or no meat, like vitamin D is always a good one to have unless you're super exposed to the sun. I then take um, an additional supplement, which I wouldn't say it's as high as the vitamin B12, or like you have to have it, but it's pretty. High. It's, I'd probably say it's second to that: omega threes or uh, algae oil. So a lot of people into probably know fish oil. So basically, algae oil. So we have our algae. Fish eat algae, and then. We supplement with fish oil or eat the fish to get that oil. Well, now we're just taking that one step out and we're going straight to the source to get those omega-3s. I would highly recommend that. And then on top of that, some recommended supplements, especially in the performance world, Uh, creatine, very well studied. This goes for, you know, whether you eat meat or not, very well studied. Um, And then I do recommend a protein supplement um, because it's easy, it's convenient, and uh, it's a quick source of protein. Yeah,
0: and I'm glad you mentioned the protein because that's another one that most people don't even get close to the amount of pro I I learned that the hard way when I first started really getting into the weight room and and, in the weights and I was like man I'm not I'm not doing anything and I my buddy's like why don't you go to the online and look at a protein calculator because I'm 6'5 235 and I found oh dang, you're that, tall. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I found out that I was uh, I was consuming about less than half of the protein per day that I needed to just to sustain my weight, just to sustain it. And I was like, oh, mm. might want to start that <laughs> supplement. So um, great. I, I'm I'm glad that you answered that because I think that'll that'll help a lot of people, especially that B12 is is a huge thing. And, and people all have to be careful because you don't want too much of it either. Like you don't want to overdo it with the B12. Like that's not something. Every meal, you're supplementing B12 because that's that's bad mm-hmm. too. Let's and, and just go to your medical professional and and I guess the kind of to, to round all of this up, I think you always hear or you always read, you know, before you start any type of fitness program or any type of diet, we don't want to call it a diet; it's a lifestyle, and you should always consult with your physician. Um, is plant based eating is veganism is, is it right for everyone in your opinion i know you're not a medical professional but you've been around it sure. long enough is it right for everyone
1: no not for everyone and the reason why i believe that i used if you would ask me this like when i first started i'd be like <laughs> hell yeah it is <laughs> but like in like again like i'm more you know like it i've grown since then it's like no it's not right for everyone because there are actual diseases and conditions that people are better off eating um, whether, I'm going to be careful how I say this, not necessarily eating meat, but eating just differently than just vegan, right? It could be meat, it could be maybe more keto. Like I'm very aware of that. And like now actually looking more into the research and and kind of getting these, um, uh, talking to different people, it's like, yeah, like there are actually some conditions that people would benefit not eating vegan. So that's why I say no or answer no to that question. Do I think that, more people than there currently are now would benefit from a plant-based diet heck yeah absolutely mm-hmm. do i think more people would benefit from even doing meatless mondays right like people think it's like oh it's like 100 or nothing right i gotta go vegan or i'm not vegan it's like you don't have to go vegan. that's why i said plant you just eat plant-based and even if you're just eating one two three meals a week i mean that's a start and you know kind of to your point where people try it and then they you know they fail they don't like it like give it you know give it the college try right give it a mm-hmm. shot know follow my follow me for more information like you know my whole page is like if you just follow the information my page for free like you get great results you learn how to eat vegan there's a lot of coaches out there doing this a lot of good information out there and um i mean it's it's a great lifestyle like i gotta say like you know it's it's if you are are really looking for something to to you know to, to potentially benefit your performance but also just something like greater for your, um, to something greater to yourself, which is kind of more like my draw to it. Um, then you give it a shot. I love it. I
0: I, I really appreciate that answer, and and I hope the people listening like you've really like we we picked the right one. Like we picked Scott is yeah. has been great. He's been very Thanks. open and honest, and um, you, you know you. I definitely am going to take some of the stuff in here, definitely incorporate some some plant-based meals into my, my my diet from this. And just, you know, like you said, give it the college. What's the worst that can happen? I, I you know, go back to what I was. I mean, I'm fit now. Like well, maybe I'm, <laughs> I, I see that little edge, you know, at, at the end. So Scott, this has been great. How do people connect with you online? How do they learn more about you and how do they see just all well, more about the plant-based
1: uh, lifestyle that you live? Yeah, thanks for allowing me to share here. So, Instagram, IG, definitely is where I'm most active at. Uh, you can find me at Coach Scotty B underscore, and Scotty is uh, with a Y. So, Coach Scotty with a Y B, and then underscore. You can find me on there. Um, the link to my application page is on my profile. I got a ton of free resources on there. Like I said, I'm building out that new guide. Would be happy to share with any of the listeners. And just reach out to me, shoot me a message. you came from the show. Um, once it's built, I'll be more than happy to send you that link. Um, I'm also on TikTok, the same, and then Facebook, um, Scott forget, those are like the three major platforms you can find me on.
0: Awesome. I appreciate it. If you're anybody listening to the show, if you're in a a major city or not such a major city and and you find a great spot with a good plant-based burger and some good fries, shoot it over our way. And and I'll make sure Scott gets it when he visited, visits that town, because, Uh I I don't, I don't want you to be a a sloth when you're there, but you know, enjoy yourself a little bit. Enjoy yourself just just a a tad bit. So (laughs) Scott, this has been great. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Continue doing what you're doing. I, I hope others can, can follow your lead. And, um, thank you for bringing up Darren. I think that's a great story and the mindset is so important. You take care of yourself. It's your day. Okay. Thanks Mark. Appreciate you.